0: Everyone's level sounds good Okay, great Yeah, we Gucci Yeah, man, this is exciting, man I'm super happy to have my brother on the podcast This is amazing Yeah, from the same brother from the same mother
1: (laughs) uh, He has his name on him So uh, you can differentiate the two just in case (laughs) Yeah, you know what?
0: Hey, listen, listen Let me tell you something Let's talk about this first Tell me You know the worst thing in the world Is going to the grocery store in your chef jacket that is the oh reverse. no Bro, <laughs> never i never do it i because ne- like, nah. sometimes Can't. listen in my in my line of work sometimes it's just best to like grab a couple things from the grocery store because i have a small amount of guests it's not worth it to get a wholesale you know i'm not buying a case of celery to, you know right. what i'm saying i'm not going to do anything with the rest of the case but dude i avoid going into the mother- in store by all means with my chef gear on man like nah, avoid at all costs we but got, anyway got time for that <laughs> no hell no we got time for and that and also it also what's funny is when you see people that are still in school or they're coming out of school they wear that chef jacket proudly the CIA oh, proud metal oh without you know a doubt what? every everybody that's on here listen if you're listening or you're tuning in do not once you finish school do not brag about it okay stop <laughs> Do not wear your school chef jacket. Do not go to the new job with your school chef jacket and your freaking toque and your your freaking uh, bandana or whatever. I'm telling you right now, it just shows that you're really inexperienced. And uh, that's Mm. what I highly advise. And I will also leave one more pro tip here, and then we'll get into this podcast. But do not put school first on your resume. Put your experience (laughs) first. Yeah, professional okay. experience first. Yep. Yes, I, I've looked at hundreds of resumes at all different levels, and I'm telling you right now, with the, school brainwashes you into putting school first. But no, do not do that. Put your your advertising. Experience. Yeah. yeah, you're advertising for their business essentially. Exactly. So. Anyway, okay. Are we are we anti are we anti culinary school right now? Is that I what's mean going we're anti
1: school period. <laughs> I
0: mean, listen, listen. I'm not a, listen. I'm not a hater, but like honestly, I'm going to start a new. I just I saw a video that really touched me, like uh, like a couple weeks ago, where this guy paid 140 thousand dollars for CIA. You know, he was 17 years old. He got hustled into you know, yeah. and, and this is this is what makes me mad. And I'll be honest, listen, KC, I'm an asshole. My brother. Made me look so bad when we were sixteen and seventeen years old. We'll get into it. Look, <laughs> this this bitch graduated high school and went straight into culinary school. Okay, wow, I took a year boy. off though. I took I took one year off. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, still, yeah. still, still, I was still you know slaving on the stove while he was getting his shit together, and I was like not <laughs> not even close, bro. I was on. Like, <laughs> you had, a, I you had still, a different agenda, man. <laughs> dude, I was still partying and having fun, but thankfully, I was still cooking. You know what I'm saying? I was no you know the ups and downs i was still cooking which was great and i had my own apartment but uh let's let's um let's start by giving us a little uh background so jonathan like in in, you know in like a three-minute summary um you know let's start from uh you know we'll start from northern virginia and then all the way up into to your career as a chef and uh how you started as an executive chef way before anybody else in our (laughs)
1: it's crazy well we're, we're the
0: we're actually the only ones in our family who professionally cook. So that's, was, oh, you nice. know, that's one. I think, um, you know, we both got into cooking from food network, right. We were, we watching, you know, the celebrity chefs, you're old, you're old now considered old school, you know, Emeril Lagasse, Bobby yeah, Flay, Emeril. uh, Tyler Florence, like, you know, before the Rachel Ray's, you know, and, uh, the guy Fieri's before all them. Um, and actually Brandon, you were the one who kind of like, you know, piloted it you were like hey check this out man this is really cool and you know um so we we both like knew that we wanted to go to culinary school in high school we were working in restaurants so i, I want to say i want to say a real quick funny story time sorry to cut you off yeah so cassie yeah, and everybody's listening listen there was one time when uh we were young we were super young and we were watching we were watching emerald and it was late night it was like 9 30 yeah and it's funny because our stepfather our stepfather came down the stairs as quiet as he can he thought we were watching porno you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And it was so funny because he burst in the door and he's like, what are you guys doing? And I remember this was at the Sterling house, Jonathan. He burst in the door oh. and he's like, look, he's like, you guys are watching cooking. He's like, what's <laughs> like, and he's <laughs> for, right. he thought it was pornography. He literally did, but it was funny because nice. that's when the obs- obsession started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Emerald. Love yeah, Emerald. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's like what we would lean towards. This is like when, remember when it was cool to have a digital Remote, like a TV remote that had like the numbers on the screen. That's like this is how far we're going back. Like uh, this is like late '90s, early two thousand, like late '90s, I would say. Um, and you know, so we we ended up moving down to Florida. Um, you know, our senior year of high school, we both were working in restaurants. Uh, fam- we started in family-owned restaurants, um, and honestly, like the reason why we started in restaurants is because you know we we would get in trouble on the weekends. You know, so one of the things my dad would like say, hey you guys are coming to work with me. So you stay out of trouble. Um, so we would help, you know, just wash dishes, prep, uh, bus tables, host. you know, we were working under the table. Um, and you know, we just loved the excitement of being in a bustling restaurant. Um, you know, hanging out with restaurant people that were just really cool. Um, I got my first job. I'll never forget this, uh, at a country club in Northern Virginia. And, you know, my mom sat on me with, she sat with me on the interview. Um, (laughs) And uh, uh, made me wear like, uh, yeah, fifth, yeah. I was I remember I was like 15, and she, uh, you know, made me put a tie on and like a shirt. And blah, blah, blah. This is in Northern Virginia, um, but it was my first real job as a busboy, and that's where I learned, like, you know, you know. Besides working in like a family-owned restaurant, this was like where I learned there were systems, and you know, it was a lot. Everything was shiny; it was all nice. And even though I was busting tables, I would help in the kitchen. Um, so by the time we moved down to Florida, we had like a basis of cooking skills. Um, so we actually dude remember macaroni grill was our first like professional cooking job where we actually got a paycheck grill. for it. Macaroni wow. grill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was nice, nice dude. It was crazy. And I remember like I, you know, I'll never forget, we were getting paid like under the table, we were getting paid like seven, seven bucks an hour, seven fifty. I remember mm. they offered us nine nine dollars and fifty cents an hour. And I was like, Are you sure? You know, <laughs> are you sure? That's too much money. And uh, or maybe it was ten fifty, I don't remember, but um, it was it was a big number, not what I was used to, uh, and that's actually our first restaurant that we worked at. We worked there together, and um, Brandon, you were working the saute station, and I was over like over in pizza and Grill or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was Sauté. your, a, your, saute, saute your three, audio my, cut out. Oh, sorry, I was on saute three. Yeah, that. okay, and um, but, you ahead. know, but in all honesty, listen, I highly recommend for any uh, young chefs out there, please go work with a reputable chef. restaurant group do not work in corporate because you learn a whole bunch of bad techniques and shortcuts it's not good yeah literally not good like it's okay if you're an experienced cook and you know the difference between right and wrong but when you're young like my brother and i were and you know go ahead i'll let you get into it but like you know i learned later down the road that i was doing everything wrong i was doing everything wrong (laughs) go ahead well you know especially when you're young like that you know you're you're just like a sponge and you've taken everything and unfortunately, like. The things that you learn stick with you throughout your entire career. So you need to like make the sacrifice and learn from a reputable restaurant group or a, a very, uh, you know, award-winning chef of some sort. Um, because if you jump into that corporate world, it's, it's over, man, you're never going to lose your first three to five years is the most important foundation of your career. And that's, you know, honestly, that's what chefs of our caliber look for. So, um, yeah, so like we um, you know, just to kind of tighten this up, we our first fine dining job was at a steakhouse. And the, the best part about this story is that the chefs at the steakhouse, uh, it was basically like two executive chefs and they were both twins. So they took us under their wings and it was like the twin chefs with the twin cooks, man. And we were uh, you know, we we kind of like developed even more of a passion where you know i would say brandon you you were kind of you stuck with ray a little bit more and i kind of hung out with will a little bit more um you know and, what i've been trying i've been trying to get a hold of them i i, yeah. I somebody gave me their number somebody gave me their yep. number and i reached out but i never i never uh Followed heard a response it. back but i heard yeah. ray's voicemail i f- heard him on the voicemail i heard his Oh, name. was yeah easy. i'd like to, yeah. i anyway, i'd love to get in touch with them um but yeah. they really like kind of took us under the wing and that's that's where we learned like the fine dining t- you know steakhouse techniques and things like that so um, you know from that from there i knew i went to, wanted to go to culinary school graduate high school uh, took a year off um, moved over to the east coast of florida went to the culinary Institute, uh, florida culinary in- florida no, you did you went art to institute. The art institute yeah art institute of Fort florida what am i thinking here uh, so <laughs> you know, school does not matter <laughs> yeah honestly I, I have listen man if, if you take one clip from this it's i have never been asked for my culinary degree not once
1: yeah for any 100%. of my jobs i don't ask, not I don't once. ask for Yeah, not
0: even once, like maybe maybe the the Mandarin Oriental, they asked about it, but I never had to show proof or anything like that during the interview process. So, um, you know, it's all about experience. Right. So um, but one of the one of the biggest parts of my career was I linked up with a James Beard award winning chef, uh, Chef Alan Susser out of Miami. Um, you know, had his own restaurant and he gave me an opportunity to be a sous chef, which really catapulted my career um, from being Mm. a really good line cook to actually being a chef. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, then that's, that's where we're at. And now, now, uh, now I'm in the, in Philly. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So like, you know, what's crazy is like, um, you know, Jonathan, and and that's why like Casey and I are friends because like, you know, we have, we, we took two different career, career paths, but like at the same time, What's great is like he and I don't know if you know the story, but everybody else does, but I'm just going to tell it because that way <laughs> context. Yeah. So basically I had posted something and I don't remember the specific dish, but then Casey, um, you know, he, he was in my comments and he's like, hey, this would look so much better on this plate. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're so right. Yeah. You know, like because I think what people don't realize is it doesn't matter what level of chef you are or where you come from. Like chefs all have a common denominator we all are Mm -hmm. slaves to the industry you know what i'm saying so no matter what you got my respect right off the top so the funny thing is is casey is the opposite he's the corporate chef that didn't go to culinary school but the hard knock life right and it's funny because now uh we you know he is the he puts the p in petty when it goes to tiktok (laughs) comments like yeah he he spends every ounce of energy replying to all these motherfucking haters and he shuts it down like The thing is, is the the problem is, is like, you know, when you I in the beginning, I was like, hey, um, so you're telling me how to cook this. But okay, But and then I would reply like, hey, no, honestly, this is not how you do it. This is this. This is the reason why. But it's funny because Casey just be eating these comments up, man, like literally eating these comments up. And from a professionally trained chef, you know, it's it's kind of difficult, um, you know, to kind of explain to the regular person. Um, you know, what we do in the restaurant business. You yeah, know the saying? psychology behind it, right? Y- yeah, exactly. And it's funny because, like, I think that's – I think it's becoming more prevalent where, like, these young kids have no idea about yeah. cooking. They just see what they see on YouTube and TikTok. TV. And, yeah. and I try to tell people, listen, don't pay attention to the, f- the fucking stunt food, okay? Like, mm-hmm. there are – entertainers out there that are making these videos specifically to go viral. Well, we ain't gonna mention no names, Pro Chef
1: Club or whatever the fuck that is. that <laughs> channel is fucking me. We're ridiculous. not mentioning names, but here's one.
0: You know, I just it's it's crazy because what I tell people and what I am adamant about telling professional chefs is like, "Yo, put your make a small video with your credentials, right? Put pin that yeah. shit to the top of your profile, right? Because the thing is is man, yeah. like when you have people on the internet that have a big following that are teaching bad technique, dude, it drives me crazy. Yeah. It literally yeah, drives and me so many, insane.
1: Yeah, it and there's so many eyeballs like,
0: on like, yeah, and, and listen, I don't mind if like you're doing your spin on your on your you know on a pico de gallo. Like, I don't care about that. But don't be showing somebody how to butcher a piece of fish. There's a big difference between a fisherman butchering butchering fish and a chef butchering fish. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, I went through this battle. I was like, listen, this guy was like, You can't butcher fish, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, I caught, I've caught salmon for th- for ten years. And then he <laughs> posts a video. He posts a video. And guess how he's butchering this fish? And I'm gonna tell you guys because you're gonna you're gonna wrap your head around it. He's <clears> flaying <throat> this fish on the deck of the boat, okay? On the uh-huh. deck. On the deck of the boat, my guy. Not on top yeah. of a cooler, not on top of, and he's literally like or cutting board. It is so gross, man. Like, mm. dude, the way the, the way he threw the filet, like, skin side up in the, the filet side on the deck of the boat had me in tears. And yeah. it's funny <laughs> because, like, it's really not about – and I told him, I'm like, listen, we're, I'm not going for speed. I'm going for more precision. And honestly, yeah. like, th- we need each other. Yeah. yeah, we need each other. And people were like, well, the fisherman could butcher the fish faster. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But guess what? Who's the end consumer? You, my guy. Do you want to eat something <laughs> yeah. that was off the deck? Do you want to eat right. something that was off the deck? Because, right. I'll, dude, especially with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and everything, bro, is great. But not to say, not to say, like, you know, there's anything wrong with that. It's just there's a difference between a home cook, a fisherman. So, like, when, when a home cook is, is, like, butchering a piece of fish, usually they're just doing, like, one or two, right? That's mm-hmm. it for their own house. Chefs, we're, we're creating for production. And there's Hundreds a certain way that we of do pounds. things. Yeah, exactly. There's a certain way we do things, man. And it's like I've tried to explain this and it's and it's funny because like even now with the internet and what I was getting back to is like I want to make a series on my YouTube where I take that CIA book and then my culinary book from Florida Culinary Institute. And I want to like pick and prod. And make the, yeah, yeah, no, you know, no, no, not comparative, but just take the cliff notes from that thick ass literature and like, hey, this is what you're actually going to use in the restaurant business. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. I think for us chefs, me, you and Casey, the thing is, is we can take a snapshot of what culinary school is about, and I can tell you, seventy five percent of that shit doesn't matter. Seventy five percent. I don't care what anybody yeah, says. Yeah, I mean, like to, to be on to be honest, like you know, and not to knock on on education because I think education is a huge part of growth in general. Educating yourself doesn't have doesn't mean you have to pay for a, a university. Educating yourself mean like back in the day, there was no immense amount of uh, data that there is on Google now. Like if I want to learn how to mm. make a recipe. There's 400 blog posts on how to make an avocado toast, right? That 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 wasn't a thing back in the day. Why you got to so, bring up avocado toast, dog? Why oh, you got to <laughs> Oh, that, that hurt, didn't it? That hurt. <laughs> nah. Oh. Man. Hey, yo, hey, it was funny I posted that video. So so after I got off live with you, I just made a clip of me, you know, plating it up, adding an egg or whatever. And it's yeah. funny cuz like three people in the comments like, "Yeah, your what, brother's hey. was better." And I'm like, hey, okay. All right. Dude, okay." You know so I heard it a little bit. Dude, you know what's so funny? The um uh, you know, the the I, on sunday brunch i literally had eight we sold probably like 10 to 12 avocado toasts. i mm-hmm. everybody i went because i was serving tables and everybody was like oh this is great this is great then reviews come through today and somebody says that's the worst avocado toast they've ever had was my oh, version nice. of avocado toast. i was like nice. great well, well, here's wonderful. the thing, man, you're, you're, you're never, not everybody's going to be happy. If you give 10, no, I know. if you serve, it's, if you serve 10 people, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. If you serve 10 people, avocado toast, you know, one of them's not just not going to like it. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. Not their, it's, it's not their like. thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so going back to, um, you know, education in general, like, you know, the, the, the home, you know, and here's another thing is that, you know, the, the home cook will always have these resources, but. Really what, it, what we look at is what we've learned throughout our career. And we apply yeah. that high level of, you know, butchery to, you know, recipes or, you know, just simple as like mise en place, you know, like getting, taking the time to, to prep your ingredients before you actually start cooking. Like that's mm-hmm. having the patience of building a sauce, you know, like starting in stages, right? Like, you know, how many people, like I, per- personally, I don't even know how to use a crock pot. Like I don't even, I know the purpose of it but mm-hmm. i just can't see myself throwing everything in there at once like it's just in my mind in my mind it's not it doesn't register that way like no you need mm-hmm. to brown your meat first like oh no you need to saute these onions you can't just throw raw onions into a soup like what you know mm-hmm. um so i will so, so look i'll play devil's avocado and i'm about to post a video actually i have it i think i'm going to post it today but i will argue that the vermicular uh cooking cast iron induction have you seen that the vermicular oh, yeah. it's a japanese way of cooking it's called um it's basically like waterless cooking. I do love hmm. that. And I think you can kind of mimic that with the crock pot if you're doing something steamed, right? A steamed oh, okay. preparation. But yeah. you're right. I agree. Crockpot, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm doing this air fryer series, man. And I'm like, yeah. I am scratching. I am literally like, I am regretting <laughs> it every video it I post.
1: Right now. He's like, I, yes. I regret air every fryer. video that I yeah. post that,
0: that immediately just takes off and people yeah. love it. I'm like, man, fuck yeah. all y'all. But I'm you know chef. what? I don't... <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's like. Once you apply what the air fryer technology is, it makes sense for the home cook that like Mm -hmm. for the home cook, turning on an oven is a lot of work, right? For us, it's normal. Like that's, you put on a pot of water to boil before you make pasta. Like it's a normal thing, but like to the home cook that, that to, to like prepare, say for example, you're doing a recipe that requires, you know, boiling water, preheat your oven and cooking for a time and temperature, you know? Like a lot of people don't want to deal with all that crap, you know. So yeah. I see a lot of these these pre made products that have air fryer recipes. So yes. you know, it, it, yes. the level of interest is there, man. They're super smart to like,
1: yeah. you know, you could do
0: any air fryer recipe in a convection oven, right? But so yeah. I think I think the thing is is we need to we we all need to stop calling it an air fryer and call it an air baker. I think that's what it, that's what it <laughs> it is. it's an air baker. It's a convection. But, it's a yeah, small listen, convection. I, I will yeah. be honest, man. You put you put like uh, instead of like okay I'll be. Pan roasting sausage, I think, is the best way to have it, right? But hmm. in the air fryer, dog, these things come out crispy all around, yeah. right? And I'm not opposed to it. I put a filet of salmon in there, okay? And I'm telling you right now, it one, it was like, uh, you know, literally cut the time in half, and it was a better product. I agree with that. But the thing is, is I think you're limited to your ability to add, like, you're, it's only for one to two people that you can make dinner. It's yeah. not, like something, it's not yeah. something that, like, I think is worth the counter space. Um, you know, but here's the thing, man, when you have kids, um, you know, I have it's, an air fryer, my wife was amped up about it, but she still goes back to the com- convection oven for the, you know, the dino nuggies and the frozen French, fries mm-hmm. kids, you know, yeah. I thought it'd be dope, but the problem is you can only put so much in the basket. Right. So it's kind of yeah. like, um, it's, you know, but I'm, I, I'm, I did, I will argue that I put, um, raw turkey meatballs in there. I made turkey meatballs. I'll be posting this in the next couple of days. And I really like I really like how they came out. They yeah. were all golden brown, delicious <laughs> on the outside. I, I swear to God, and still juicy in the middle. And I was like, okay, see, like, so you need something with high-fat content on the outside, okay, that yeah. that can roast properly. Also, I'm not going to lie, the potato recipe I post- posted, the diced potato, I went straight in raw, right? And they mm-hmm. were yeah. crispy, son. Wow. They were crispy yeah, yeah. and delicious. Whereas you put them in the convection oven, and you know half of them are going to be soft. Like, half of them are going to be soft. They're not going to be crispy yeah. and golden brown, delicious on the outside. Um, yeah. Now... I will argue that the thing is, is I'm spoiled and I have a combi oven at work. And that combi oven shits on everything. I don't care yeah. what one hundred
1: are dude. I mean, you 100%. both have combi ovens. My God. Just, yeah. rub I, if, just rub it in. Just rub it in. I don't half, have one. When
0: I, when I, you're like, <laughs> what? What did you just <laughs> say? A, I don't, I don't <laughs> have one. Just, I said, just oh, rub I it in. I don't said, have one. I don't like one. Hey, he hey like look. look. Hey, Casey, all you got to do is get a spray bottle, okay? And have it next to your oven. Got it, got it, got it. spray it as I need it. Well the thing is the thing is is I went so, the holes, the, so the ones I have at work are the alto sham um the alto sham combis and I'll be honest I like the rationale I prefer the rationale better but dude, the direct steam the only big difference is the direct steam so mm-hmm. with the with the rationale combi oven, it has a boiler on the side of the oven where it, when you push steam it takes you know 90 seconds to Three, you know, it takes ninety seconds to a couple minutes to heat up the water. Then it projects steam. With the alto sham, you're direct steam, right? So it's already, it's like it's a freaking – uh, yeah. it's it's ready to go. It's hot coming straight out the jump. And um, I will argue that the heat is so consistent, and plus you can change the humidity. You can also add, you know, uh, if you have bread, there's a there's a water jet button where you can mm-hmm. just you can spray water in there. And I'm not gonna lie, the machine is super efficient. Um, you know, and, um, you know, but for, not for 20, has, for $25,000, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, well if you have 20 grand, 30K, yeah, 20, like 27 grand. Th- yeah. yeah. But I swear to God, the next house that I get, like if I, when I build my dream kitchen, I'm putting a combi in, I ain't gonna waste time with yeah. a dad. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not even gonna waste time. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Small, yeah. a small one. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, the, so, um, so getting back to, what were we talking about now? We were, what were we were going into, I totally forgot. We
1: were talking about school and how we were trashing them and how you shouldn't go into debt going, you know. Yeah. Well, the
0: ROI, I think it's just looking at it from an ROI basis, you know, like, you know, culinary school had such a a boom in the late 90s, early 2000s because of the celebrity chef movement. Um, But like when you have so many resources out there that um, you know, we'll get you good paying jobs for not that much of an
1: upfront mm-hmm. cost,
0: you know, culinary school costs money, man. Like you got to you're paying for food, you're paying for the instructors. It's a business. There's no, there's no like public culinary school unless you're going to like tech schools, um, which yeah, are also fine. Like, yeah. yeah. Or if you're overseas, you know, some, some will cover the school costs, but you know, Jonathan, I want to touch on that because like the thing is, is you can honestly agree that most of the curriculums are outdated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that's that is very. not outdated and I think that's actually worth it is baking and pastry. Right. Baking and pastry, yep. learning these techniques is so worth it, man. It was so worth it for me. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I have to admit, like I think the ba- the baking degree was really worth it, but um, I also had a discount because I'm a minority. So <laughs> I got lucky. But um, what I wanted to say is with my YouTube channel, I think I'm going to take it in the direction of where I'm going to just be honest, like 30 second snapshot of what I want to do, what the purpose is. And I want to give this free training. Like yeah, I will yeah. take you to the promised land because right now, listen, I'm not a, I'm not an instructor, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it's my due diligence to like give people the option. Hey, listen, you can just subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be going over this because the yeah. thing, what I realized is when I post advanced techniques, I have nothing to refer back to. So people will ask me, Hey chef, how did you do that? And I want to be like, Hey, refer Go back s- to this, see clip. that video. Go yeah. see this. It's in my library. Basic techniques. Right. Because I need to start building that. Um, I need to start building that, um, you know that resource because that is more important like when i'm doing these Granda videos man they are so they are so over people's heads it's ridiculous
1: like mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it is it's it, too it's too multidimensional but also like when you're yeah. building out recipes to have sub recipes and bulk recipes yeah. you know it's like that those, those kind of things you know are are not I, I find myself swapping out a lot of like my homemade sauces marinades vinaigrettes with like store bought items because it's just yeah. easier Yeah, you know Correct. um like and, 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 you know, honestly, when people say, hey, what's your best chicken marinade? I'm like, who's it for? You or is it for like a party or something or your friends? <laughs> Grab a bottle of Italian season Italian dressing Italian yeah. and, dressing, and yeah. add some Underrated. garlic to don't it. Don't mess around. And gotta, you know what? You know, you know what, Jonathan? You know what my favorite actually? And I, I don't know where I got this from, but um I love like if it's quick, I just like to take uh, olive oil, citrus of some sort the juice and all fresh herbs. And then I like to grate the garlic over the chicken. And then instead of like, um, instead of like pan searing it, if you just get grill marks on it and then toss it in the oven, I'm telling you, I love doing this for meal prep because one, like it's dude, it goes with anything you can, you yeah, you can branch off and make anything you want with it. It's, and it's so easy. It literally takes two seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I love that point. And also I wanted to say like, you know, I would argue that the courses available nowadays for school, right? Like, uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm uh, I hopped on this one. It's called Schoolinary, where it's like all the Spanish chefs, right? Like, oh, awesome, really? dude. The app Granda, it, it's, it's, it's an app or is it like a YouTube? channel? Yeah, it's called no, it's called Schoolinary, and it's basically all the Spanish Michelin star chefs. They, you know, they have these master classes. I mean, oh. you have, it's awesome, and it's. I think it's like, dude, it's less than. I forgot what I paid for it, but it's like less than 50 bucks for the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Dude, man. I, you know. that, and they give you the recipes. Yes, it's in subtitles. But, dude, for me, it was worth it because I can see what these other chefs are doing. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to – a shameless plug here. Granda is – dude, that app is amazing. And what people yeah. don't realize is when, when I was growing up as a chef, I didn't have the resource like that. Yeah. You know, we like if we wanted to learn something, we had to go to the books or we had to ask yeah. a chef that didn't want to waste any time telling us this technique. And now, with everything at the fingertips, the only recommendation that I say is, like, you want to follow chefs that have put in the work, right, that have the credentials. And unfortunately, like, um, you know, there's so much information out there that, you know, some of it's bad and some of it's not good. And, like, you know, you have some cooks doing some dumb shit that they learned off TikTok, and unfortunately, it might cost them their job. I mean, listen, I mean, I had somebody wash the risotto rice, okay, because TikTok tells them to wash the rice, so they just decided to wash the risotto rice. I'm I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, hold up. <laughs> Did a double take. Like, Come on, bro. I was like,
1: oh my God. Well,
0: yeah, it is what it is, man. Dude, we, um, so, uh, so what I want to talk about is, uh, next I want to go into our cooking show, Jay. Yeah. Dude, we got to make this, we got to make this happen, bro. So good Casey, job. Jonathan and I, what, what I re- what I realize is people are really interested in watching us cook head to head, you know? I know. Like, I'm telling you, man. And, Shit, and it's like, I'm trying to tell, and I'm trying to tell my brother, like, yo. I know this sounds crazy, but like live streaming is huge. People love to watch other creators, man. Yeah. And I just, dude, I just don't have time to like, dude, it's like my schedule is so packed. And then like, you know, with my stretch, with my work stretch, I just worked, man, I'm exhausted, dude. Like Sunday was like, mm. I could barely keep my eyes open for the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. But me too. Um, I, I fell asleep like third quarter. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't having it. It was. I was bowl. working I the
1: entire day. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no Super making, Bowl whatsoever. What were you making? Chicken wings? Chicken wings? What'd you have on the menu? Which on me? No, no chicken yeah. wings. No, no. Uh, full menu. Uh, we had 85 mm. people Sunday uh, for course, and I wanted to die. And I was just like, hi, oh, oh. damn it. Friday, Saturday, What's Sunday, I... bro. When we're talking about like yeah. 75, 70, so 85. Uh, he said this is their busiest time of year. They, uh, up to Valentine's Day, pretty much. Because, you know, it's made, the, um, the restaurant is made for like a couple's kind of like special occasion. So oh, we, it. it was packed. It was all a bunch of deuces. Just literally back yeah. like full seating, just pumping them yeah. out. I was there till like eleven. You know what? You know much. what
0: the craziest, we know where the craziest Valentine's Day is, is freaking Las Vegas, man. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. You have people, you have people come out the woodworks and then they like, if the chicken is more than $15, they freak out, you know? <laughs> Oof. And it's funny. It's $20 chicken it's funny. Caesar salad bro we like do we did a prefix menu and it's funny because you can see all these like young couples that are like you know literally going out for a first date and Mm. they they have never been to a restaurant like this and it's crazy because like i could imagine now jonathan were you busy on uh valentine's day or no uh yeah we were but it was mostly brunch business so we got crushed for brunch uh because we had about 200 checkouts sunday so um, oh damn yeah, yo man, fuck brunch
1: can i just say that like i yeah. <laughs> as much yeah. as i am a morning person fuck brunch that's all i gotta yeah. say that's that's all yeah, i got yeah. it's a different yeah because like you just get murdered
0: son yeah dude. and then like the th- the thing is is like i used to wear my uh, i used to have these socks that called uh they it said bacon all the way up and down it says bacon i used to wear my called my brunch socks and yeah. uh dude that's the problem with being in hotels man like hotels is just it's just ruthless man like it's tough. It's tough because everybody likes their eggs different, man. And it's like with brunch, you yeah. have to have those lunch items as well.
1: You yeah. But you it's, have to it's, have a good system.
0: Right. And, and, you know, it's like it's it's also there's so much more things that are involved with brunch. You know, it's like with coffee mm. service, you need cream, sugars, you know, hot sauce with this, catch up with that. Like everything needs, you know, garnishes and like it's just it's a lot of moving parts. So if you're short – mm. most of the reason why we hate brunch is because typically we're short-staffed on those days. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know – you, you need a lot more staff to execute a service that has less sales than your typical dinner service with a check average of $50 versus brunch, which check average is anywhere from $20 to $30. So um, mm. more work, less reward, if you will. Yeah. Do, can we talk about the Super Bowl real quick? Listen, I got to be honest, that, man. You know hey, what's crazy? What? That halftime show was lit, though, man.
1: Yeah, I know, but why, I was about is Eminem, to say that why did Eminem only nice. play
0: one song, bro? He played like a song yeah. and a half. I was pissed, dude. Well,
1: because like, everybody dude, had like a little song and a half, pretty much, right? Everybody yeah. had a song and a half. Yeah, I just rewatched like it eight, by the like way, two away, minutes, like yesterday. How about how yeah. about
0: all the memes of Fifty Cent? Oh, oh man, <laughs> dude, they lit him oh, up, got, boy. Hey. Oh my god, they're like Fifty Cent. Look like a whole dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny, the man. homie
1: is what 40 something, forty six ish. He's yeah, he looks great yeah. for 46, dude. Like, right, right. I don't yeah. try I mean, saying that a, in front of his face. Yeah, yeah he put, he that put, that put on hilarious. some weight, but,
0: you know, other than that, man, he's looking great. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I just, you know, I don't agree, like, and this is, I am not. I don't want to get into the whole COVID nightmare, but, like, it's just crazy to me how, like, the whole time LA is crying because they're in a state of emergency, blah, 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 mm-hmm. the homelessness, this, and then they bring the biggest event to Los Angeles you know right. what i'm saying yeah right like like it's just i, well, I wonder know, what they did with all the bombs though like all the all the people on the streets what do you mean they they freaking sent them they sent them to the outskirts bro you know really? what i'm saying like yeah they packed them up put them in hospital they they did everything but what i'm saying is it's so counter like it's just like i get it but like at the same time it's just like like they because they're they're shutting restaurants. They, dude. They give all of these rules and regulations for restaurants, but then all of a sudden you are going to have this big, ad, the biggest event in the United States, like yeah. Yeah, one of okay. one of the biggest, yeah. That that just like it doesn't register with me when I am, you know, when I see how much restaurants have suffered because yeah. they have to be outside, they have to, you know, they they can't be outside, like dude. To do, go you guys, only, do you guys do you guys require vaccinations over there?
1: Vaccination um, so in.
0: Yeah, in, in LA and also in San Francisco and a couple of different places. But like but like I gotta be honest, man, you know, they're um, you know, it's just it's like I love and I hate California in the same sentence. You know what I mean? Like I love what California has to offer as far as like places to go, the food is amazing, but like bro, being regulated like this is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just like so wishy washy, man. It's like I see other people not having to wear a mask. Do you have wear do you have to wear a mask inside, Jonathan? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like in the I'm, kitchen still mandatory yeah okay yeah so like we have to wear a mask everywhere man like, we, like we, the don't, thing is, we don't we don't enforce it like you can come into the restaurant without a mask on you do have to show proof of vaccination but we don't enforce uh mass policy anymore but yeah. all the employees are do you have to wear a mask i know but this is what makes it weird okay good example i went to a comedy club right in san jose and uh you know i have a mask on but once you sit down you can take your mask off yeah you know what i'm saying it's like what's yeah. the purpose and i'm like And I'm like, okay, but then if I want to go to the bathroom, I got to put my mask on to go to the bathroom. But like, once I sit down, I can have my mask. Like, I'm just like, this is so weird. And then all of course, all the employees are wearing masks, so you can't hear a motherfucking word they're saying. That's the biggest thing, man. Like, and you know, I think, um, well, hopefully, the city of Philadelphia is treated differently than like the suburbs and stuff like that. So, only in the city of Philadelphia are the mask mandates enforced. Um, and then also requiring vaccination cards are in force and it's because mm. of the you know the overall uh airflow in all of these small places is not that great so the possible spread of covid is 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 a lot higher the risk is higher so that's why they just do it for the city of philadelphia but um you mm. know hopefully it's starting to fade out a little bit so hopefully you know will we'll be coming out on the on the positive side of all this i know man it's so Soon. hard to like f- it's like the thing is is I don't like for me I don't really mind like I don't really care it's just I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable if I'm not wearing a mask you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah. That's me the too only thing. Me too man but, You I, know I it's like it's like listen I just don't want somebody else to feel uncomfortable you know like yeah. But I I did remember when they lifted the mask mandate and uh, it's crazy I went into Safeway without a mask and I was just like dude this feels so weird You feel you feel like <laughs> naked like, right Now you feel like yeah, naked I'm You're like dude right? this is yeah feel like I'm breaking the law. But right. I gotta be honest, man. I have to wear an N ninety five mask at work and like it's pff, bro, that should be Yeah, those changing. are rough man. When I was when I was working with uh, World Central Kitchen, like in the like the when the pandemic was happening, I was wearing an N ninety five and I was working like 15 hours a day. And uh, dude by the end of the day I would take the mask off and I would still feel like the mask was still on. That's like how much yeah. it like mm-hmm. imprinted on my face. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, how about this, man? I went to Costco yesterday. I went to, so I take my son to Costco to get the hot dog in the, in the, um, in the piece of pizza. It's really, he loves it, man. And, uh, and it's <laughs> funny because like the dude, this guy had on not only the, the, the medical mask, like the blue one, and then he had on N95 one and N95 two. This fucking guy removes his mask to sneeze into his raw hand. Oh, wow. And then does this number.
1: And, uh, you know,
0: and the crazy (laughs) thing is, is like, yes, we're outside, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude. And then it's funny because, like, to to see the people around him, like, just complete shock. Like,. It was crazy, man. We were all sitting in line, too. And it's like, damn, now he's going to, if he puts his credit card in that machine, I'm going to freak out. Like, you (laughs) know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think the thing is, is like, he would have been better off just sneezing in his sleeve or in his. But like people that remove the mask to sneeze or sneeze, sneeze like,
1: in a fucking mask. That's what the fuck is for. Like I don't. Well, know. Obviously, yeah, you man. don't want to, you don't want to taste your own saliva and and you know. but well, I mean, but like, dude, it's, it's mommy, either that or you spread the fucking germs. You know. I know,
0: I know, but it was just gross how he did it, man. It was just really like nasty. Like I'll, I'll be honest, I had to sneeze in Costco. I was inside, and bro, I walked all the way back to the fucking bottled water, son, into the <laughs> corner. Yeah, you know it, what I'm saying, it, bro? Because you don't know what they yeah, say now. It, they say you gotta. It, it you know now you got a fart to cover your sneeze versus back in the day you would sneeze <laughs> to cover your fart. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, wow. Straight up, yeah. It's funny because like I was, dude. It's funny because like I'm like, dude, chuck into the back, and I couldn't hold it. And then finally, I'm just like, you know, I sneezed, and, you know, in my shirt, like all over the back, make sure nobody sees me. But yeah, it's crazy. Hopefully, hopefully this gets resolved, man. I really. I really just, I'm ready to move on with life, man. And I can't let this shit consume me anymore. Yeah. Well, I think the impact in general that it's had on restaurants um, and all, think about all the businesses that just weren't able to survive and are still trying to survive, you know, PPP loans are not like, yes, that, that, you know, there there was a lot of money dumped into PPP loans. Um, A lot of people took advantage of it. A lot of people uh, actually really needed it. Um, But, you know, now, I I don't know, man. I think the next three years for restaurants is going to be very, very tough. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I think only the strongest will survive. But also, I think that there needs to be a lot more awareness, um, you know, just in general on how much, you know, cooks get paid, you know, the back of the house get paid, how much people are tipping, you know, like I think there's going to be a huge, you know, uh, eye opener for all of this, you know, and because for some, I, I see, especially like on TikTok, I see all these, comments like, you know, Oh, well the business should be paying, you know, a server salary, like, dude, I'm telling you right now. And I worked in St. Lucia where we paid for, we paid salaries for the servers, their level Mm -hmm. of attention to detail. They don't care because they already got their money They're They're getting paid a set rate. So whether they give you great service or bad service, they're still getting paid exactly the same because the service charge is already included in the bill. Um, you know, and then it's a, it's a point system. So, you know, it's not that much better. Like if you want an awesome, you know, memorable experience, um, you know, I think it's better to be able to tip the server directly. And, uh, a lot of people will say like, Oh, well, I'm not tipping on delivery orders. Like you're, you're never at, there's going to come a point where you're never going to get that order. Like it's just going to sit at the yeah. restaurant. Like, nobody's going to pick you know it up. What? You know what? I got to admit, listen, listen, I'll be honest. You know, when I'm, when I'm at work and I have to get like DoorDash or if I have to get something like Instacart, you know, I'll be honest, man, I leave 20 right up the top. So 25, if it's a big order, like percent, percent, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. So like if, dude, and let me tell you something, Instacart has gotten so much better. Like, yeah. When I, I refused to use Instacart in the beginning, it was just like it's trash. You don't get what you want. Like they they don't pick the product properly. Yeah. But now I literally have like two or three shoppers that shop for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude. Mm. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, like they'll even an answer. They'll be like, hey, what's up, chef? What you need? Like what I like about Instacart is you can communicate with them while they're shopping. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And share pictures and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the best part about it is like, hey, it's like, you know, Time is your biggest asset. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like sometimes when I'm shooting content, like I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'll place my order the night before for Instacart for the next day and boom, it's at my doorstep and I could just right away start cooking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in, in for, for content. And yes, I still pay a little bit extra, but that's for the service. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and parents- I think well and I also think like that's what that's what you know where I'm trying to get at is like, you know, there's all these extra services now that, you know, you're paying somebody to do something for you. You know, and yeah, people take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Like for example, um, you know, even when you're in a restaurant, I, I, I even though your service is bad, and don't get me wrong, I understand one hundred percent, but I never think there's a point in time where you should never you should not leave a tip, right? Yeah, um, yeah I agree. E- e- even and, and listen, people might hate me for this, you know, but you know, you never know what somebody else is going through, right? And, and sometimes and go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And, and also like, if you are not going to tip, then you should really think about, you know, what, why you, you're going out to eat if you don't, if you want to yeah. immediately, because that's, unfortunately that's what gets taken off first, right? Like everybody's okay with paying taxes, but then when it comes to a tip, everybody's all like, you know, uh, wishy washy. Sometimes I'll leave a zero or 10% or less than 10%. Um, you know, if it's, if it's bad service, then you leave anywhere from, you know, five to 10%. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, Personally, because I work in the business, I don't leave anything less than 20% and I tip yeah. mm-hmm. way more if it's an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not it was bad service or not, usually people make mistakes, you know, but um, you know, I think I think there's gonna be a huge, you know, increase in like you're already seeing it. Like, I don't know if you guys have been out to eat, but like menu prices everywhere are going up. Cost of yeah. food. Yeah. Cost of food is up 25%, right, man. man. Like yeah, you people know, don't I, understand. You know what I, want, you know yeah, what I wanted uh, to mention? Sorry. So like in what people are expecting, it's just not reality, right? So yeah. they're going to mm. a motherfucking diner, okay, right. and expecting right. to be treated like they're at the Ritz Carlton. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Like you need to like really take a snapshot. Here's a good example. We went to uh, we went to a diner on a Sunday, family family time, right? Wife wanted to sit outside and I was just like, damn. So our server has to come all the way out of her section to come, you know, take care of us outside. Thankfully a couple of tables sat out there, but what I was getting at is like, this lady was in her late seventies for sure. Yeah. Right. She was hustling bro, carrying four or five mm-hmm. plates. And I had so much respect. Now here's the thing. What people don't realize is sometimes that server gets oversat.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah like, or,
0: or, or back to back double sat, triple sat. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, in people, the regular consumer doesn't understand this. So instead of having one to two tables where you can take really good care of them, you have six now, right? Yeah. And here's the thing: people are impatient. They think of like a drive-through, right? Like they think they should have service within a couple minutes, right? And it's like it's crazy because like so for me, I mean, our check was like and I'm not bragging or anything, but our check was like six like sixty dollars. We left fifty a fifty dollar bill, right? Because I think it was oh a yeah. two, uh, I think it was I think it was pull tips i'm not really sure but they were all working together but like for me it was just like i understand you know yeah like yo she didn't you know she didn't bring me the ketchup or the salt or something like i'm not tripping i'm not like you know what i'm saying like it's fine Mm -hmm. fine. hey plus i will hey listen i want to tell everybody out there if you have kids you need to leave extra okay if you have (laughs) children yes for the love of god please leave extra OK, please, because kids make a mess. Kids are loud. They're obnoxious. And this is it is what it is. And that's yeah. why I was kind of actually happy we sat outside because, you know, my kids talk on volume 10. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. ridiculous. But <laughs> the thing is, is I don't want to be the father's like constantly telling them to be quiet and shut up and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think, you know, it's really important to, um, you know, just taking consideration when you're going out like the restaurant industry is struggling. Struggling. <laughs> yeah. like Like nobody like it's there's no restaurant right now that is back to where it used to be in its prime time. Yeah, It's everybody is still trying like, you know, and and people are going out and dining and thinking everything's hunky dory, but like behind the scenes, food costs is going up. You have less people in the workforce because you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. realizing that, Hey, I can get paid more through DoorDash Uber eats by delivering food and having my own schedule where in a restaurant business, you can't have your own schedule. Like you can't Mm -hmm. straight up. Oh, you want Friday, Saturday night off? Hell no, yeah. that's never going to happen. And you know, now that 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 is a value driven proposition that restaurants need to have is that you know that weekends off Monday through Friday. If you work Monday through Wednesday, you're not making any money as a server. You're yeah. not making mm-hmm. nothing. Exactly. You so know, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because in Europe they've started with the four day work week. Right. Yeah. This has been taken over, and I couldn't agree more, man. Like mm-hmm. I have a hundred percent. I have. A, I have, a, I have you know, I have my, my work week is like, you know, it's kind of like two days on two days off is what we're our standard, kind of our standard is. And I got to be honest, man, it's awesome. It is awesome. And like, um, you know, I work five days back to back and and that's the thing. I'm even short staff, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing way more than like, and I got to be honest. Like the thing is, is like, you know, I'm getting stretched to the freaking you know, ends of the earth. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm not the type of person to cry about it. You know, you got to be about it. And it's, it's tough, but like, yeah, that's why, like, Jonathan, I'll be honest, man, like, you know, like, my dreams of, like, opening a restaurant, like a, a brick-and-mortar restaurant of, like, yeah. you know, oh, that says, you know, oh, the twins on the outside. Bro, I wouldn't even dare. Could you imagine staffing that place? Could you imagine building up the capital? And, yeah. you know, and then, and then here's the thing. Then you have to say, hey, don't worry. I'll have your money back in two to five years. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. Please. Hey, yeah, exactly. Like, anybody anybody that comes to me, anybody that comes to me with rush rest- like, hey, I want to open a restaurant. Um, you know, and you know, I, want to like cash out my 401k or some stupid shit, you know? Um, I'm, I'm like immediately, no, like you're, that's the biggest way you're going to lose your money. And I would say, do not open a restaurant, um, you know, at all, because it's, it's just a money guzzler, man. You know, like people don't understand when they go to sit down at a restaurant, how much it costs to get that plate to you. You know, how much does it cost to get those beverages and that cocktail and, you know, beer, wine, whatever. Um, it's not just like a, you know, a turnkey operation. It's just not. You know, it's not like a digital business or e-commerce or anything like that. It's a completely different world. So it's it's funny you say that because like, bro, I was just having this conversation with uh, one of my influencer friends who has, you know, he has like four million on TikTok and he's just he's pumping, dude, and he's trying to figure out kind of where to put his money and have a business on the side. And like, and it's mm-hmm. funny because he's like, I don't think I want to do something elaborate. I want to do like poke, right? Where you yeah. just have mm-hmm. one something station. Simple to go right and I'm like yes that is the thought like that's what you need to think yes. about something to go you don't have to speak to anybody. it's delivery only yes I totally yes I'm about that but if you want to open up a fine dining restaurant right now you are you are batting at a zero you're yeah. batting a hundred like you are it is a, f- a needle in a haystack that you're going to be successful seriously yeah. mm-hmm. and yep. um, and that's why I like um, it's funny because um, um, there's a restaurant in Chicago it's called SMA Jenner Tomasca um, you know, he was the ex next chef. He has two investors. Right. And it's funny cause I was just talking to my chef friend about it. And, uh, I was like, dude, he's like, that is ballsy, man. Like that is, ball. he's a full staff, full restaurant. So I'm assuming that the real estate, he has a real estate and a lawyer who are the investors. I'm praying to God that the real estate investor owns the shit straight out, right? Owns the building. yeah. And just, yeah. you know, because that's the best way. If is, you, if you have somebody who owns the building where you're not paying yes. a fat mortgage or fat rent. Yep. That's the best exactly. way. But that's also why, why the ghost kitchen model, you know, came into play because you can get a concept up and running and make revenue with very low upfront costs. You know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I started, I started, I started three ghost kitchen concepts and I ended up with eight because the more I created, the more streams of revenue, the more exposure, um, you know, and it, it's, it's why all the corporations are doing it. All your Applebee's, your Denny's, your yeah, Dude, Chuck E. Cheese has a ghost kitchen. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, it's the one way to create another stream of revenue without any extra added cost. you know? Yeah, and the worst uh, part about it is for motherfuckers like me and you, it makes it impossible because they just have the deepest pockets that are never ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. These corporations, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, they're laughing during COVID. I don't care what anybody says. Like, y- you know what I'm saying? Like, make not all these, mu- they. it's easy for them to pivot it's easy yeah. like yeah and, and that's uh, another thing when people when when people compare like you know oh i can get this at you know mcdonald i can i can get this burger you know you have a burger on the menu my burger on the menu is 18 bucks right so i get uh-huh. it a lot you know hey man i can get a burger at five guys for for 10 dollars um, or i can get a burger at mcdonald's for like do you understand that it's not food <laughs>
1: it's like yeah it's not <laughs> mcdonald's is
0: not real food like this yeah. is a sustainably sourced you know it's a local brioche bun it's 100 beef never frozen coming from good cuts good cuts you know yeah. premium cuts of the cow um you know homemade fried like it's it's hard to explain that when you have these fast fast casual concepts like your chipotle like your five guys like your panera yeah. uh-huh. bread you know that have streamlined the process um you know and and you know take shortcuts you know like if, if everybody knew that that broccoli, like, listen, the cheddar and broccoli soup at Panera bread is amazing. My kid loves it, you know, but if everybody knew that that came in a, in a frozen state in, in a, a bag, bag that they just reheat, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. you know, for consistency, I understand that, but like, I can make you a broccoli and cheese soup. That's not going to cost $2.99, right? It's going to yeah. be fresh mm-hmm. ingredients made within hours. Um, but it's not going to be two ninety nine. It's going to, it's probably yeah. going to be like seven or eight bucks, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, this day and age. So it's funny because like Casey's like trying to build his ramen empire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> we're, just, we're just crushing his soul right now, but one, no,
0: nah, listen, no, no, hey, no, no crushing
1: at to, all, bro. Jump, you know, no you know crushing what? at all. I have how did this. You get business,
0: how did you get business credit off the jump? while we're on it, because uh, Casey's having a rough time getting business credit. But I remember like it was hard for me to uh, with our uh, drop shipping store. So uh, what was, what's your advice for getting business credit right off the jump? Yeah, business credit. So you want to, all right, number one, you got to create like an LLC or an entity, and then you go to the bank, create a, a business bank account. And then you have to um, basically create accounts that have a net 30 day term. So use like Uline is one of them. I forgot what the other ones are. Um, but you know, get like with Uline and then they'll put you on third day terms, make sure you order basic stuff. They have a bunch of stuff. So you can even order like garbage, garbage bags for your house or whatever. Um, I ordered like containers, bags, like all the stuff I needed for the restaurant, um, to go containers, you know, these kind of things. Uh, and then once you have like six months of credit buildup, minimum six months, I would say a year is better. Then you can go and apply for a business credit card, you know, or a business line Mm. of credit. I would do honestly. I would do a business credit card because it's a little bit more realistic. Um, If you get like a business line of credit, they're probably only going to give you. They'll give you more money, but it's more you have to pay back. With you know a business credit card, it's like you have a you know my my limit. Just saying is like fifteen thousand dollars. Which I know at the end of the day, if my business goes south, I can still pay off that debt. You know, even though I don't have to, like it's I can still write it off and say like, you know, this is a business loss and I can provide the financials and yada, yada. Um, But that's, that's pretty much how I did it. Yeah. So then, so then you just need to build up the credit first. Um, Yeah. You got to build up business credit. So once you have your EIN number, you, you, you apply for, or you get your business, have your EIN number attached to a business banking account and then make payments from that account and keep it super clean. So anything that you purchase or any net terms are connected to that bank account, you're paying them from that bank account.
1: Hmm. I'll bring my ramen down. I still got to come down to your spot anyway. Um, yeah. Just to try us out. But I I forgot to link it to you. I you're one of the other other person that I forgot to give the uh, the name to. But I'll send it to you and just check out the uh, the the logistics of it. I because like I think I think it's such I, a good idea, Casey. Yeah. Like I think I can. I know I can pump out like three or four ramens in about five minutes, just like this. For it to go yeah. too. It's a to go business model. Uh, the one I'm running. Yeah. And I think it's going to, it's going to pop off. Cause like right here by me, there's nobody doing this concept at all. Like no one, yeah. any, any yeah, of the ramen shops too are trash. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Listen, just
0: saying Chipotle started in the middle of nowhere. Just to keep that in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of ramen competition in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Like there's a bunch of ramen shops, um, mm-hmm. but there's only a few good ones. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity, man. Just to, even just to come and see what, what other people do in this area.
1: Yeah. No, definitely will.
0: There's some, there's some great ramen right. in Philly too, man. There's a place if you ever come here, you got to go to Hero Ramen. They use. Hey, let, me, uh, let me tell, let me tell, you, let me tell both of y'all, motherfuckers something. There's no better ramen than fucking Los Angeles and San Francisco. No, that's. I mean, that's the, yeah. yeah I just, mean, arguably it, it, L.A. Arguably I, L.A. Because I, I don't know. Go ahead, tell, I tell me would New say York, Chinatown. Ahead. Yeah, New York, dude. There's some really great. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You got mm. Momofuku. Come on, man. Stop playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but okay, for, okay, okay but, but here, let's talk about that because look, for, Romofuku, no, Momofuku no, no, is. Go ahead. I would say I would tell you for the 10 to 14 price price point, LA okay. had some of the best fucking ramen I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But in New York, if you want to spend 17 dollars 22, it um, it is way better, you know. And mm-hmm. I will say that there's this place here called Hero Ramen. Um, they only use karabudo pork bones. Uh, cash only, like you walk in there, you know, nobody says anything to you. They <laughs> might have a server on and it's like this one chick in the kitchen with her assistant, and she's just banging out ramen all night, man. And it's very like you order off the menu, you circle what you want. It's and it's really fucking good, like to the point where I was like, if I ever do ramen at my restaurant, I'm gonna buy the broth from her. And then, uh, and you I think it's her grandfather it or something. Yeah, because it was really good. And they only use carabuto pork bones. They don't use that cheap shit. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, commercial pork. There's
1: a difference. Yeah, you can taste the difference. Yeah, definitely very different. Yeah. We gotta wrap it up.
0: That shit was like, it was like lip gloss, right. bro, on your lips, man. Okay. <laughs> <It's Good>. Like
1: <laughs> Again, I, I'm sourcing from, well, I'll tell you all about it uh, offline, but like yeah, Berkshire yeah, Pork yeah. is where, where I'm using it. The stuff. Yeah, anyway, uh, is it for everybody? I'll make sure Jonathan's links is down below. I know we got to kind of wrap it up, but I'll make sure that uh, you guys are differentiated because I know, <laughs> I, thank you for wearing different colored shirts and uh, having a, and a, I, a I name brought on. My, I brought
0: my name tag yeah hey you know what uh casey for the next podcast we don't have to talk about it now but like mm. can we get can we get the uh like maybe the at is there the names on it at the at in the corner
1: like I, uh, like no like our names our names on it i think i can yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. our at you know gotta,
0: like me at chef authorized you know for our next our next ones we'll, we'll figure it out you. okay cool we'll figure out. thanks everybody yeah. I, all right all right thank you. you very much we out people
1: Signing out.